Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. My dearly respected brothers and sisters, we continue bi-idhnillahi ta'ala with the explanation of Al-Ha'iyya, a poem written by one of the great imams, the son of a great imam, Abu Bakr ibn Abi Dawood al-Sijistani rahimahullah. And as we know, it is a poem in the topic of creed, aqidah. And the great imam, throughout his poem, he has been discussing the affirming <coughs> the affirming of Allah Azza wa Jal's names and his attributes, his asma' wa sifat. <coughs> and we have mentioned in our lessons previously that this is the methodology and the aqidah of the Salaf, the pious predecessors from the beginning their manhaj and their aqidah is that they affirm Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names and his attributes and they affirm their meanings and the great imam with us today in his next line of poetry he proves this to be the aqidah of the salaf since he was rahimahullah from the salaf and it's important that we mention these points my brothers and sisters because many sects claim to be followers of the salaf if you speak to any muslim practically who calls himself or herself a Sunni, they will tell you that they are followers of the early generations, the Salaf. But when you look at their actual words and their beliefs, you will realize that it is always the case that they are contradicting those three generations, the best of generations. So their claim of following the Salaf is a lie. It's only a claim that they say. Because here the Salaf themselves show us what their aqidah is regarding Allah's names and attributes. And then you find people like the Sufiya or the Ashaira, the Batrudiya and the likes. They claim to follow the Salaf, but then they oppose the Salaf in their belief, in their actions, in their statements. So let's see what Abu Bakr al-Sijistani rahimahullah says here. He says, وَقُلْ يَنْزِلُ الْجَبَّارُ فِي كُلِّ لَيْلَةٍ بِلَا كَيْفَ جَلَّ الْوَاحِدُ الْمُتَمَدَّحُ this is the essence of the aqidah of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah, the aqidah of the Salaf. 
He says, Rahimahullah, and say, he's telling you, and say that the Jabbar, which is Allah Azza wa Jal, descends each night and say that Al Jabbar descends every night without asking about the modality, meaning the how. How he descends, we don't know. But say that he descends every night. Because this is what Allah and His Rasul have told us about Allah. That He descends. So this part of the poem is regarding this attribute of Allah known as Al-Nuzul. Which is descending. But one of Allah's attributes is that He descends in a manner that suits His majesty. <clears throat> How He descends, we don't know. He did not give us that knowledge. But we affirm the attribute for Allah literally. As Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us. He then said, Magnificent is the one Allah azza wa jal, the perfect. He is worthy of all praise. So when the great Imam here says, Qul. Say, he's talking to who? You and I. Say that the Jabbar descends. And what this means is you, the one who says he is Sunni. You, the one that claims to be Ahlul Sunnah. You are the one who must say that Allah descends every night. This is what the great Imam is teaching us. Say it and have no doubt. You say this with full certainty and yaqeen. And then he used the name of Allah Al-Jabbar. Qul yanzilu Al-Jabbar. Which is translated to be the ever compelling. Al-Jabbar is one of Allah Azza wa Jal's names. And it's a very powerful name. The name Al-Jabbar. And he subhanahu wa ta'ala descends each night. Because this is what the hadith has come with. He informed us in the hadith sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven at the final third of every night. And there's no doubt that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the most knowledgeable of the creation concerning Allah. No one is more knowledgeable than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam regarding Allah azza wa jal. And no one knows what is befitting to Allah more than the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Shaykh mentions this because you will find the people of innovation who say it is not befitting. They say it is not befitting to say that Allah descends. So we say to them, do you know more about Allah than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? The answer is of course, 
not. So you, O Sunni, the Shaykh says, you must say what your messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, and you must affirm that Allah azza wa jal descends to the lowest heaven when one third of the night remains. The final third of every night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven. As for the descending, it is from Allah azza wa jal's active attributes, meaning his sifat al-fa'liyya. And what that means is he does it whenever he wills. Allah descends whenever he wills. And this is one of his attributes, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the ahadith that confirm this attribute, the attribute of descending, have been reported continuously. What does continuously mean? They are mutawatir. The hadiths that mention Allah's nuzul, that Allah descends to the lowest heaven, these hadiths are mutawatir, meaning they are large in chain numbers. And the reason why the Shaykh mentions this point in particular, again, because Ahlul Bid'ah, the people of innovation, such as the Ash'aris, they claim that when it comes to the topic of aqidah, you can only take hadiths that are mutawatir. Because they have subdivided hadiths into two categories. Mutawatir and ahad. A mutawatir hadith is a hadith that has a lot of chains. Ahad hadith is hadith that has minimal chains. One or three, and some said up to nine. So the people of innovation, in order to reject these hadiths in aqidah, they say if a hadith only has a few chains, we cannot take it in aqidah. But we can take it in other chapters, fiqh, history, seerah, motivation, heart softness, that's okay. But in aqidah in particular, the hadith must be mutawatir, meaning having over tens of chains. This hadith, which they reject, the hadith of descending, it's mutawatir. It didn't come on a few chains, it came on many. So, their argument backfires on themselves. And it is worthless and fruitless. So this attribute of Allah Azza wa Jal, the attribute of Nuzul, is an attribute that is affirmed for Allah Azza wa Jal. And Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah in his fatawa, he has compiled a number of these narrations and spoken about their explanation in detail. So we must affirm the attribute for Allah because Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have attributed it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
And the hadith clearly mentions Allah descends to the lowest heaven at the final third of every night. And this hadith, it refutes the people of innovation who reject the attributes of Allah Azza wa Jal. But the attribute of descending, we affirm. We say, yes, Allah descends the final third of every night. How he descends is not our business. We do not know. Because that is the information Allah did not give us. He told us he descends. And Allah's descending is not like the descending of the creation. لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ The human when he descends, he goes down. Like if someone, the sheikh is on the member and then he comes down. That's the human descending. We do not liken Allah's descending to the creation. But we affirm the attribute for Allah. That it literally means to descend. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the people of innovation, they struggle with this attribute. And they struggle with many of the attributes. But this one in particular. And because of the disease in the heart, they cannot come to terms with accepting what Allah has said about himself. So what do they do? What they do with the rest of the attributes that they can't accept, they change and they modify. They change and they modify. So the question is, if you were to ask the people of innovation, does Allah descend? They will say, no, we cannot say Allah descends. That's not befitting to Allah. So then you would ask them, okay, if Allah does not descend as you claim, what do we do with this hadith? And there's many other proofs. But this hadith here, what do we do with it? Where the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah descends. Yanzilu Rabbuna. It's clear as day. The Lord descends at the final third of every night. And why does Allah descend at the final third of every night? The hadith says, and he asks, who is asking me, meaning at that time, who's making dua so that I may answer him? And who is seeking my forgiveness so that I may forgive him? That's the hadith. Allah descends the final third of every night and he says, who is asking so I may give him? Who is seeking forgiveness so that I may forgive him? So if you were to ask the people of innovation, if you deny Allah descends, what do you do with this hadith? What's their response? They could respond in two ways. As it has been mentioned in their books, the first is that it is not Allah that descends, but it is His command that descends. Allah Azza wa Jal, or the Prophet in the hadith, he said, Yanzilu Rabbuna. Our Lord descends. They went and translated it or misinterpreted it to mean 
Allah's command descends. Is that what the hadith says? Absolutely not. But this is how they interpreted it. Okay. The scholars of Ahlul Sunnah refuted this point. They said, hang on. If you claim that the meaning of this hadith is not Allah Azza wa Jal descending, but it is His command, His Amr. Then how do you explain the rest of the hadith? Where it says, Allah descends to the lowest heaven, and then He asks, who is asking me, so I may give him, who is seeking forgiveness, so that I may forgive him. The scholars of Ahlul Sunnah said, who's saying these words? Is it the command of Allah? Is the command of Allah saying, who is asking me? Who is seeking my forgiveness? How does that make sense? How is it the command of Allah that says these words? It can't be. So this interpretation of this is rejected. Their second interpretation. Just to show you how diseased the hearts are and why we should never be deceived, my brothers and sisters. When we say the people of innovation manipulate and change and distort the texts, believe it, 100%. This is what they do. They do not accept Allah's verses and hadiths as they are. They change them. And this is the greatest disrespect to Allah Azza wa Jal. Their second interpretation, they said it is not Allah that descends, but it's the angels. It's the angels who descend. Subhanallah. The Qur'an and the Sunnah are in the clear, pure, perfect Arabic language. Where did they get angels from? When the hadith says, our Lord descends. The scholars of Ahlul Sunnah refuted them again on that point with the same argument. If it's the angels that descend, then who's saying, who's asking me so I can give him? Who's seeking my forgiveness so I may forgive him? Would an angel say that? Can you imagine an angel asking the creation, who is asking me so I can give him? Who's seeking my forgiveness so I may forgive him? Subhanallah. This shows you the foulness of this false ta'wil that they do regarding Allah's asma' wa sifat. And that is why my brothers and sisters, our ulama, the salaf salih look, here, this is how you know truth from falsehood. When we quote the scholars, we are quoting the three generations. What did Imam Abu Bakr say here? Say, O Ahlul Sunnah, your Lord descends. He didn't say, say, his command descends. Or say, the angels descend. So the question is, who is following the Salaf? That's how you know the difference. Because even the Ash'ari will tell you, I follow the Salaf. 
But when you look at the Salaf and what they believe, contradiction. So we should never be deceived with what they say. This attribute, the attribute of Nuzul, of descending, the people of innovation, as we said, this is one of the most difficult attributes for them to accept, and that's why they changed it and manipulated it the way we mentioned. They use arguments, they bring up arguments which are so empty and foolish because they are trying to understand Allah with their brain. And Allah Azza wa Jal cannot be understood with our brain. Allah is too great. So they start bringing up scenarios as false arguments. Like what one of the common, famous ones that they use regarding the Nuzul, which the Sheikh mentions here, is where they say, look at the rotation of the sun around the earth. This is what the Mubtadi'a would say. They say, how is it possible for Allah to descend at the final third of the night when nighttime differs all over the world? It's night time here, but it's not night time in another country. And there's going to be night time all over the world at different times. So they say, does that mean Allah is constantly descending? This type of question, what does it show my brothers and sisters? It shows that they are trying to understand Allah and his qudra through their brain. If Allah Azza wa Jal tells us he descends at the final third of every night, our iman must say sami'na wa ata'ana. How Allah does it, we do not know. But to apply these foolish arguments is stupidity on Allah Azza wa Jal. And this shows what? That they are putting what they claim to be the aql, the intellect, over the kitab and the sunnah. And that is their entire religion. They say if something does not make sense intellectually, we must change it or reject it or change it. And that's why they changed the nuzul of Allah to be his command over angels. Because in their brain, they could not comprehend that it's Allah that descends. And the people of innovation have always been known to have this corrupted belief where they put the aql over the naql. That's the manhaj of the people of innovation. They put intellect over the text. Whereas Ahlul Sunnah does not do that. We put the text in front of everything. Anything we do not understand does not mean it's not true. But that's because of our minute brains. We are a weak, small creation. We cannot understand Allah Azza wa Jal's power and His abilities. So if Allah tells us He descends at the final third of every night, 
we must say sama'na wa ata'na. How Allah does it does not concern us. We do not know how Allah does it. But look at the difference between truth and falsehood. The aqidah of Ahlul Sunnah, my brothers, is very simple. It is saying what Allah and His Messenger said without distorting, changing, manipulating, corrupting. This is what leads people astray. This is what leads to confusion. But if you just say what Allah and His Messenger said, how beautiful is that? How safe is that? This is safety. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us, Allah descends and then they come and say it's his command or it's his angels. Where did you come up with this interpretation from? Who from the Salaf said this? No one. For when they claim to follow the early generations, it is nothing but a lie. Al-Jabbar, my dear brothers and sisters, is one of the names of Allah Azza wa Jal, and it has a number of meanings. Sometimes one name of Allah has a number of meanings. One of the meanings of Al-Jabbar is the one who repairs his slaves who have fallen into ruin. That's the Jabbar. If one of the slaves has fallen into destruction, Allah saves him and fixes him. That's his name, Al-Jabbar. Also, Al-Jabbar means the one who his qadr, no one can surpass it. Everyone must, whether they like it or not, submit to the qadr of Allah. A person dies, that's the qadr of Allah, he had to submit to it. Muslim, kafir, jinn, human, animal, no one has the choice to surpass Allah's qadr. That's the meaning of his name, Al-Jabbar. And also, it means the one who is lofty, high, and elevated. Insha'Allah, we will continue in our next lesson uh, regarding this section of the poem bi'ithnillahi ta'ala wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam this program was presented by albayan radio the voice of ahl sunnah wal jama'ah